Welcome to another edition of the Music City Drive-In. I'm your host, Ricky Valero. On today's episode, we are going to cover the best actress category. Um, Jacob and I were talking about it off the air, and it's not the strongest of categories, but I can't wait to talk about it because there's a few strong performances in this category. But before I do, I'm joined by my co-host, Jacob. How are you, buddy? Good. How are you doing? You know what? I'll be honest with you. I have really enjoyed um, the banter that we do have now talking about, obviously, Oscar season slash movies, which is going to follow up leading to this comment is there was a couple changes in our best actor um, rankings between last week and this week. So I'm going to let you kick it off with your thoughts and what changes you made, and then I'll give you my opinion on those changes. Okay, so first off, I have moved Brad Pitt ahead of Walking Phoenix. Is this for uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood? This is actually not for Once Upon oh. a Time in Hollywood. Oh. Because I this thought you were going to talk about a good movie. I'm sorry. This is for <laughs> Ad Astra. Um, I loved Ad Astra. Uh, I thought it was very close to being a modern masterpiece. If it wasn't, um, I know me and Ricky have very differing opinions on this subject. Uh, but I loved it. I thought, yes, it was slow. And yes, the first 30 to 45 minutes kind of dragged. But I thought Brad Pitt gave a very nuanced and leveled performance. Um, I thought his characterization was done very well. And I really loved everything he brought to the screen. Um, I thought, you know, he deserves to move up. And right now he's my second right behind Adam Driver. Don't have him as a lock. And I still think Walking Phoenix is a little more locked in than Brad Pitt is. But for me currently, he is my number two. I think that he's moved into that conversation because obviously Ad Astra just came out in theaters. So I feel like his face. And then, of course, obviously we are less than a, or like a week away from the Joker being released to, uh, to the entire world. So I can't wait till, you know, not next week, but the week after his episode, because that's when we can really get a. I feel like that's when we're going to find out if, if Phoenix is really that lock or not. Because yeah. I think if it's as diverse or divisive as it could be, he might not be a lock. He might be in there, but he's he's. I still I don't think he's going to go anywhere. I just think that depending on the reaction behind the movie is whether he's going to move up or not. And to be honest with you, I, I this Ad Astra it, it was it, to be honest with you is really boring to me, and I like I. I and I talked about this off the air, and I mentioned it in a tweet, but every time I think... This is one of those movies. Every time I think about it, the more I hate it. And I know that's like the complete opposite of Jacob, which is hilarious, because what we do, and it's obviously like Jacob... So I text him after I saw it, and I was like, ugh, God. Like, And the thing about it is I love is like we really don't spoil it for each other. We just kind of give it some tidbits... And then the other person goes and sees it, and then we talk about it. And then this, like, this is the first time we've really been de decisive the way we have um, talking about this movie because we're on two opposite ends of the spectrum here. I do understand the love for Brad Pitt. I do think that this movie literally was just a big sign that said, let's get Brad Pitt nominated for an Oscar. Um, that's what this movie was about to me. And there's nothing oh, yeah. wrong with that. I, I yeah, I completely agree. But for me, that worked, <laughs> and so. And see, that's the thing. Like, okay, so I liked his performance. I did. I liked it, but I did not love it. I don't fit. The writing in the movie was really weak. Like, 
really weak. And that's the part that I didn't like. But not to dive too much into Ad Astra, but I didn't like it. You loved it. Check out both of our reviews on it. I, I can't wait because this is one of the most, you know, divisive just movies of the entire year. Like, you either love this movie or you hate this movie. I've had conversations on both sides of the party, and the same reasons why some like it are the same reasons the ones that don't like it. That's the, that's the thing. Like, that's the theme here. Either you were really bored <laughs> and you fell asleep, or you were enthralled by it. And, and I will say this. I think I want to see it again. I hate I hate to say it, but I really think it's the first man of 2019. I need you to... Not, not that... Look, not that... Not that they're the same type of movie, but that, you know, a lot of people coming out of first man didn't love it, and a lot of people thought it was boring and didn't realize the character study of Neil Armstrong as a man and thought, oh, it's going to be this big space movie. Um... But I think Ad Astra, not that it's on the same level. I do think First Man's a little bit better. But I think it's, you know, it's the first man of this year. I will say this. Um, I will say we will, this this might be the last podcast we ever do together. If you ever compare that subpar movie with the almost master. I had, I think I had First Man at like four and a half stars. I saw that movie in IMAX and I had never been so attached to a movie before my life it just like there's certain scenes that just meant so much more obviously in IMAX and you're right it, it really is because there's a lot of people that didn't like First Man there's a lot See, okay. and I think it's a I think but in my opinion I think that's one of those movies that we're gonna look look at in five years and be like man why and I the people do it now like people that are just seeing that movie now like Ryan Gosling was out of this world in that movie like yes out of this world and he didn't get no, well that movie didn't get nominated for really anything that it should have been nominated for um but yeah I, I agree with that statement i do i do think that it's it's one of the you know it's you're either on one side or the other side with first man but first man was a masterpiece at astra was just garbage so but, so funny story because i'm actually going to see at astra again in imax because for the simple fact that i didn't see first man in imax and I love First Man. I think same thing. I think it might be Damien Chazelle's best film. But when I saw First Man for the first time, it was right next to the IMAX screen at my theater. And the scene, spoiler alert, the scene where they get on the moon, if you didn't know that Neil Armstrong landed on the moon. <laughs> um, so the scene where they go on the moon and the whole movie goes silent, the film next to me in IMAX was Venom. <laughs> so all we hear is Venom talking to Eddie Brock. That's fantastic. I'm in this moment in the theater, like fully engrossed in it. And then all I hear is, hey, Eddie, let's go <laughs> eat someone's face. And I, you know, it just, it, it wasn't, it wasn't for me. That's why I've got to go see Ad Astra again in IMAX. I mean, if you're willing to take a nap in the middle of a movie theater, hopefully you're not paying to go see it. <laughs> But to, on the flip side of that, there was other one other change for both of us in our in our best actor rankings, and the trailer for Uncut Gems came out. And folks, listen to me: if you have not seen this trailer yet, please go watch it. Because look, whether Adam Sandler gets nominated for an Oscar or not, this trailer was straight baller. And I'll be honest with you. I have seen, obviously we both agree because the Hustlers trailer was one of the worst trailers I've ever seen in my life and I criticized ever, it on one of ever. my old podcasts. And that movie was far better than 
I imagine it was going to be just based on the fact that the trailer looks so bad. I expected the movie to be as equally as bad. This trailer looks like if you watch this trailer and you don't want to go see the movie, I don't I, like there's something wrong with you because it was straight baller. And I put Adam Sandler. I got Adam Sandler now locked into the fifth spot on mine. I kicked Banderas out and threw Adam Sandler in just because this movie looks awesome. And I, in my opinion, like the best actor category is obviously loaded, and it this could you know go one way or another once the movie comes out, but. Adam Sandler, that's a great story within itself, and this movie looks awesome. Yeah, no, they the Safdie brothers just took good time and took some crack cocaine and just lit it up. Because, man, this movie looks wild. It looks crazy. It looks insane. Adam Sandler looks incredible. And the best thing about this trailer is, is they gave us the tone. They showed us... It was going to be crazy. It was going to be wild. It's going to be about a jewel thief. Kevin Garnett's in it. The Weeknd's in it. Not playing cameo roles, playing real roles. Um, and they didn't give any of the story away. It. I don't. I still have no idea what it's about. I know it's about a jewel, uh, jeweler. I know it's about Jews, like they said a, a million times. But <laughs> I have no other no other idea of what it's about, and I love that about a trailer, and I love this trailer. Adam Sandler has moved up in front of Leonardo DiCaprio to my number four spot. Yeah, um, as the weeks progress, I see DiCaprio's rank amongst each other, unless he pulls a J-Lo and starts walking down the catwalk in a bikini <laughs> or something. I don't see... I mean, like I said, I mean, I, I my wholeheartedly believe, check the last episode out when we talked about this, the only thing DiCaprio's got going for him is Tarantino is going to be very vocal and loud over these next couple months. Yep. But I agree. But folks, we have talked about our rehashes in the best actor, and now we are going to dive in the best actress race. Anchor is a one-stop shop for recording and hosting. And distributing your podcast. Best of all, it's 100% free. And ridiculously easy to use. And now... Anchor can match you with great sponsors who want to advertise on your podcast. And that means you can get paid to podcast right away. In fact, that's what I'm doing right now by reading this ad. So if if you've always wanted to start a podcast making money to do it, go to anchor.fm slash start to join me and the diverse community of podcasters already using Anchor. That's anchor.fm slash start. I cannot wait to hear your podcast. All right, folks, we are going to dive right into the best actress category. And obviously, we'd be remiss to say who I personally feel like is the number one lock, the number one shoe-in. She's been talked about a lot by everybody. Um, Jacob and I are actually going to go see this movie next Friday, right? Yeah, next Friday. Yes, next Friday. Um, so it will probably, yeah. So next Friday, we're going to go see this movie at the Nashville Film Festival. Um, and that's Scarlett Johansson and Marriage Story. Um, I really am not sure that we could say anything that we didn't say about Adam Driver, but this this role looks raw. It looks, it's just, it looks so intense. And, and, and you know, being based on Bombach's real life, so you know that it was written from his heart, you know what I mean? Like that to me brings it to an extra level because you know you're witnessing his pain and his, his uh, I don't know, just like that whole feeling of knowing that this man went through it and then he's expressing it on the big screen through these two phenomenal actors and actresses. 
it blows my mind and I'm just so like I am so excited to see this movie and I know you're big on the Netflix movies and seeing them in theaters so that makes it even better for me as well because like I couldn't imagine not being able to see Marriage Story in theaters I really can no yeah I agree um I don't think uh it's just I love Netflix I love what they've done and I love the platform they're giving but I hate that stories like this and stories like the Irishman, Roma, uh, um, movies like those can't get that big screen feel. Cause I get, I get it. There's people who don't care. Um, I get it. There's people who, uh, can sit down, watch a movie on their TV and have the same experience. But for me, and I know for you too, having that big screen experience is incredibly different. I mean, that's I want. I'm trying to go see Ad Astra for a second time in IMAX just to get the biggest screen, um, and so I uh, I do agree with everything you're saying. I think the only way Scarlett Johansson stays out of this race is if she one keeps talking about um, Woody Allen, yeah, um, and two if the writing for her character wasn't done as well as it is Drivers. Um, Agreed. I've heard I've heard a lot of stuff that Noah Baumbach, because it is about his life, not completely, but you know, intrinsically about his life. I've heard that Adam Driver gets the bulk of the character, um, and Scarlett Johansson is comes in sort of second. But I still love Scarlett Johansson. I've loved her ever since um, I saw Lost in Translation. I think she was an Oscar nominated. Uh, actress in that one even though you know she wasn't but yeah Scarlett Johansson's my number one she's ultimate lock uh I think the only way she doesn't get in like I said is if either the writing isn't there for her or if she keeps talking about Woody Allen like she is yeah um that is a huge issue because a lot of people are noticing it and a lot of it's like at some point, it's like, look, I understand everybody has the the source of their own opinion, and I'm not telling, not saying that she should be quiet. Obviously, not saying that at all, because everybody has their platform, says whatever they want. But at the same time, if she wants to have this nomination, and she is as lock as lock can be right now, you know, she was she was fantastic in Lost in Translation. God, I love that movie. It's one of the best movies of all time period and like it just is it's a masterpiece i mean it's a beautiful movie but this movie is another one she's i mean she's never been nominated for an oscar which is crazy to think about but um it's crazy to think that she's never been nominated for an oscar but she's about to be a, a lock in this role so i'm excited to see this movie um the other reason why, obviously, you and I have talked about this several times, I think that she's a lock, other than that one particular sour thing, is the fact that the, this category is not as strong as years past. And yes. that, I think, is also another reason why I think that she's kind of a shoe-in, just because I don't think that there's four other people that are just knocking down the door, following it up with our number two, is, and, and that's talking about Renee Zellweger and Judy and Judy Garland, and like we were talking about off the air, like there's a lot of people that are saying, "Hey, she is phenomenal in this movie. Like this is this is like a a, a, a comeback for her. You know what I mean? It might be, you know it's like a comeback 
story for her at the same time. You know what I mean? It's been it's been a while since we've really seen her kind of in a in a bigger spotlight of this caliber. Um, obviously, you know, you have like the Bridget Jones diary movie and stuff like that, but like, you know, she's an Oscar winner, but it's been 15 years since she was an Oscar winner. You know what I mean? She's a three time nominee. Um, she won for uh supporting role in cold mountain, which, you know, was a fantastic movie, but, um, you know, it's been a while and, and it's, it's, I think that's another thing going for her as well is this is like a re coming out party for Zellwinger. Because, you know, we haven't seen her in the spotlight in a long time. And and this role could be very good for her. You know what I mean? This it's a Judy Garland is a you know, it's it's in my opinion, it's like the same thing for like, you know, Tom Hanks is playing Mr. Rogers, you know what I mean? Like Judy Garland is universally loved by everybody, you know what I mean? So I think that that is, plays a factor in this, but like this would probably be one of the only nominations for this movie. Yeah, no, I agree. Um, so I'm looking at her IMDb page right now. She had Judy in 2019. Uh, before that, she had two films I have no idea about. She had Bridget Jones's Baby in 2016. And then before 2016, it was 2010. She had took a whole six years off yep. um, from acting, from really doing anything uh, performance-wise. Really, before Bridget Jones's Baby, the biggest film she was in was Monsters vs. Aliens. So I agree, this is a big kind of coming out party for Renee Zellweger. Um, and from everything we're hearing on the circuits, she is phenomenal. You know, she completely takes over the role of uh, Judy Garland. She is, you know, as good as she's ever been. However, at the same vein, the movie isn't up to par. Um, I am scared and worried that she is going to get a Rami Malek nomination and the movie's not going to be good and she's just going to get nominated for being a big name. But, you know, if her performance really stands up to it and she really brings it, uh, good for her. You know, yeah. I have her I have her at my number three and I have her as my second lock uh, as well. And my... My number two, well, my number one in my heart, and it's hands down the best performance I've seen this year. And I saw a really raw, uncut version of this film, and I can't wait to see it again. But Cynthia Erovia and um, and Harriet um, playing Harriet Tubman is that movie. Again, I want to see it again in one way and another way. I kind of don't want to see it because it was it's as raw emotional film about this absolute amazing person amazing human being amazing and i'm not a big history buff and and going into this i'll be honest with you i knew about harriet tubman but i didn't know this much about harriet tubman and and to watch um to watch this movie and to be engulfed in in, in this film and to see the things that she did to step up to the plate the way she did and to really see Cynthia Rovia, she just was mind blowing in this film and, and she poured her heart out into this role. There's, there's movies where you see great roles and you see these actors do great things. But when you're playing such, such a historical figure, 
you have got to, it's either one or two things. It's going to be good or it's going to be bad. You know what I mean? And the way she was in this film, like you just felt every single word come out of her mouth and every single emotion, every single, every single happiness, every single tear that came out of her face. It, you felt those same exact things. Like there was moments in this movie where I was in, you know, there was people in the crowd that just cheered. And then it was like, at the, there's other moments where you just know everybody in the theater is just crying their eyes out. Um, this film is was so emotional and she was just so brilliant in this film. And to me personally, I, I don't feel like I'm going to see a better performance this year. I really, really don't. Like, I feel that with everything inside of me. I feel like this is one of the best performances I have seen in in the best actress category in a long period of time. But this was just a fantastic movie. I can't wait for you to see it, Jacob. I mean, I know you are more of a history buff than I am. So, what are your? I mean, I what are your thoughts here? Um. Yeah. No, I agree. I ever since this movie was uh, announced. I have been all over it. Uh, I'm a huge history guy, um, and I love that uh, we're finally getting more into the history that hasn't been uh, shown. Um, And I love that we're kind of starting – you know, we had 12 Years a Slave. We had Solomon Northrup, uh, and that was great. I mean phenomenal masterpiece of a movie, but – I love that we're starting to get into Harriet Tubman's story and starting to touch on her story. Um, the only thing I'm worried about is if they do try to play it too safe uh, because, you know, slavery and everything was a very dark blemish on American history. And I don't want it to be kind of simplified, if that makes sense. or that's to me. Uh, or like, you know... I can't simplify is the best word I can think of. Um, but other than that, uh, Cynthia Erivo, she is a great actress. Um, Harriet Tubman is such a, is such a role where she has to bring everything to do right by such a powerful figure in American history. And, I am really looking forward to this movie. She's my number two right now. She, I just, I'm so excited. Um, I know I've been hearing the backlash against the film, um, different things, but the one thing I have consistently heard is how good her performance actually is. And to be honest with you, um, I will say I'm ready for this particular Oscar moment. Um, Obviously, it's, it, it, in my head, I mean, obviously, this past year, we had my absolute favorite Oscar moment ever um, when the song was performed by Bradley Cooper and Lady Gaga. That moment is <sighs> just entrapped in my mind forever because that movie is just a masterpiece, and I hate what the Academy did that day. I really, I really feel if they would have done that before they did the votes that Bradley Cooper would have taken over on me. I, you know, I believe that, but it is what it is. Yeah. It, like it was just, yeah. And, and to be honest with you, it, to watch, I, I wholeheartedly believe Cynthia Rovia will be nominated for, um, original song as well. And, um, I'm 95% about it. I've had it written down here. This is funny. Last week I heard myself doing this on the, on the show, 
But um, the song Stand Up, it's an original song that they did for just this movie. It's a fantastic song. Um, and I think that she'll more than likely, I think she's going to, I think she's a shoe in, in my opinion, to get nominated for original song. And when she performs this on the stage, she has an amazing voice. Amazing voice. And it actually showed whenever you saw uh, Bad Times at the El Royale, too. Like, she had an amazing voice in that as well, which that movie is low key really good, but that's. Neither here or there. I, I kind of like that movie a whole lot, to be honest with you. But um, going on a different tangent here. But uh, this movie was amazing, and I can't say I can't say enough about it. But um, we'll transition into number four, and that's Lupita Nyong'o. Nyong'o. Yeah, Lupita. Lupita. Lupita Nyong'o and us. And I won't lie to you. If she does not get nominated, I'll be heartbroken because first off, this that film is one of my favorite of the year. Hands down. Jordan Peele is... He's going to win a lot of Oscars before it's all said and done if he continues on the path that he does. Um, but Lupita, she was amazing in this film. Uh, Jacob? Yeah, no, I agree. Um, I I loved her. Um, I love both roles she was given. I mean, she was really played two characters yep. the entire time. Um, I thought... You know, she has one of the most depths to any role that I've seen this year, especially in the actress category. Um, I still think she should win it. Uh, As of right now, not seeing Marriage Story, not seeing Harriet, not seeing Judy. She is my personal number one, but I do have her at number four on mine as well. Um, I just every time I think back of the movie, you know, you think back of little things and every little thing involves Lupita Nyong'o. especially which is still one of my favorite scenes of the year is when lupita is fighting against lupita and it's going back and forth with the editing Mm. and the ballroom scene and she's doing the dance moves and the scores in and it's an incredible score which i hope doesn't get canned from oscar contention um but we can talk more about that when we talk about the score but you go back to that scene and it is one of the most beautiful and powerful scenes of the year you know that intrinsic battle against yourself and fighting yourself and having to overcome um you know your inner demons i just think her her performance as herself and as her tethered phenomenal just throughout the entire film phenomenal top to bottom love her performance love lupita nyong'o as an actress um i if she's not nominated it will be a huge mistake for the academy yeah um as you said jordan peele a fantastic director i actually liked us a little bit more than i like to get out same Um, same actually (laughs) And, I thought there was more. Yeah. I thought there was a little more depth to this film, and, and to tell you my thoughts on this film, and not to go completely off tangent here, but in my opinion, um, it was one of the most craftedly written films that I have ever watched, because you have this horror film, but at the same time, he tells a story about the inner battle that we can, every single person in the entire world can relate to. No, yeah, I agree. Um, God, you just you think back at the writing, you think back at how much he put into it, and this is what I hate when people say because horror, 
horror is such an abstract genre. It's not drama where it has to be dramatic and it's not comedy where it has to be funny. Horror can be what it is and still be a horror film. I hate when people leave this leave this film when they left Get Out and they said, oh, that's a dramatic comedy for Get Out or, oh, this was a suspenseful thriller for us. It's like, no, like the second act of us is one of the best horror acts of the last two to three years. Um, and I just, I, I could talk about this movie for about 30 more minutes, but for the sake of time, I will, I will digress and leave it at that. Love the movie. Love Lupita Nyong'o. Get her the nomination. Yeah, for sure. I, I think one of the big things, the, the plus or minus is that we've talked about each character, each, um, each actress here was plus side for her category is not strong downside for her. This movie was released very early in the year. And I feel like one day you and I are going to have a conversation on this, on this show about how I feel like the Oscars pay attention to four months out of the year. And it's kind of three ish, but it really bothers me. <laughs> like it really, really, really gets under my skin because the, I feel the like one thing, it just really, the one thing me. that Lupita has though, that it's Lupita. Um, I mean, it is, it is Lupita, but this in the same vein that Daniel Kaluuya got nominated for get out. Cause get out was released in March Fe- or in February as well. And so Jordan Peele, I think really pushes his actors yeah. and his movies for Oscars. So I really think, um, I really think she has a much better chance than what people are thinking right now. I think I don't, I don't think, they're, I think they're just waiting for the right moment to swoop in and really start pushing Lupita. Yeah, I agree 100%. I mean, she also gave one of the best performances I've ever seen in my life in 12 Years of a Slave, too. So that movie was... Um, who? Okay, so I have somebody different at five. I'll let you kick it off with year five first. Okay, so my number five, um, as Ricky said, this race... It's it's not as strong as what it was last year, um, by far. I thought last year having Lady Gaga, Olivia Coleman, um, Glenn Close. Well, not Glenn Close because <laughs> she well. can stay out of it. But Melissa McCarthy and um, God, I can't remember her name from Roma. Um, yeah, the lead yeah, let's see, yeah, let's see, let's, um, yeah. Having them, I thought all four of those performances were absolutely phenomenal, and I thought all four of them could win it. Out of those four, Melissa McCarthy was my top, but that was last year. We didn't have this podcast yet. <laughs> this year, of the performances I've seen, and still to this waning minute, the Aquafina and The Farewell, The Farewell is still my number one film of the year beating Avengers Endgame. Um, Aquafina was absolutely phenomenal in it. Um, I think she is, can really have a good shot with, with just being a down year for the actress category. I think she does have a good shot of getting in. Um, I think her performance was raw and it was emotional. She didn't give the best performance of the film, but she easily gave the second best performance. And I think her and Xu Zhao Zhen, I think their back and forth banter was absolutely beautiful. I thought 
It was so well written for her character. Uh, I just love everything about her in the film, and she is my number five. Yeah, I'll be honest with you. Um, the farewell is also my number one A, one B, one C. Sorry, um, I'm I'm that person. Um, but no, the farewell is one of the two, one of the two best films I saw in theaters this year. Harriet being the other one. And obviously, Endgames. I've only given five stars to three movies this year. Three. Harriet, The Farewell, and Endgame. And The Farewell, that movie blew me away. Because honestly, when I saw that film, I was not expecting to feel everything that I felt in that movie. And um, Lulu Wang, she is a rock star. And to be honest with you, I I don't see. I, it's still my. It's still one of the best movies I've seen this year. Aqua, that my personal opinion, Aquafina was not my favorite part. Um, though she was great in the movie, I don't think that she gave as a. I'm not as high in her performance. That's why I say it. I'm not as high in her performance as everybody else is. I would not be sad to see her get nominated for Best Actress because I think Supporting Actress, spoiler alert, I think that Chow is, or is it Zhu, right? Zhao Zhu Zhen. there we go. I am not going to get that right ever. So I think she is a lock-in for um, Supporting Actress. So that would be really awesome for Lulu Wang because I think she's going to get, I think she'll get screenplay. I really do. And to get that, I think that we could potentially see this in the best picture. Um, I know we're getting completely off. I'm sorry, I'm getting completely off track here. But The Farewell was an amazing film. If you have not seen that film, please see it. Because it was just it's just a beautifully written film. Um, I have in my five right now, I have actually have Charlize Theron in Bombshell. I think this is a highly controversial role um in my like a, a massively controversial role and i think at the same time it being so com- controversial i think it, it charlie's there and from the report it, they're saying it it's going to be a phenomenal performance and her playing megan kelly and the trailer alone like that that teaser trailer that we got the minute long trailer where you see robbie you see kidman you see Theron. It and first off, you really kind of didn't even really recognize Theron at the same time, um, and obviously we do know that Theron is a phenomenal actress. Um, she's you know obviously with the best actress in the leading role for Monster, which was a phenomenal film. Um, she's got two two uh, Oscar nominees in her in her in her under her belt. But I'm excited for Bombshell. I think this is the perfect category for her. I think this is the perfect year for a role like this to be nominated. And that's why I have her slot at five right now um, for Best Actress this year. The only, only, only thing that I see could be a problem with this um, is right now it's pulling a vice. It it released that teaser, but it has not released anything else. It hasn't been to any festivals. It hasn't. I haven't heard anything about it until. So until I texted Ricky yesterday, <laughs> to letting him know my top five, and he replied with his top five, and he said Theron was in his top five, and I had no idea what he. I thought he was nominating Theron for Longshot. Hey, um, I love that movie. 
Love love the movie, but definitely not Oscar worthy. But yes, okay. Um, <laughs> no, I wasn't going that far. I, I wasn't going that I, far with it. Yeah, I thought I thought that's what he was nominating for, and I was like, okay, you know, it's not that week of a year. Uh, <laughs> I completely forgot about this movie. Uh, they haven't talked about it, and I don't know because of the political landscape, and I don't want to get too much into it. I don't know if they're not doing it because of how the politics are nowadays or if they're not doing it just because the film's not ready. I don't even know when the release date of this film is. Uh, um, I know that... December 20th. It got a new name, you know, two two days before it, uh, it got its trailer. Um, I just... I love Thrawn. If the movie comes out and the movie's a hit, I think especially with, you know, the Me Too movement and everything surrounding politics and Fox News and all of that, I think this role would be perfect for her to kind of step in and really shine. Um, I actually have her as one of my top three out, uh, first ones out. I just, I need to see more from this film. Um, you know, with all these with all these films coming up, Marriage Story, Harriet, Judy. I haven't seen any of them, but I've heard of them. Um, I've heard of Scarlett Johansson and Marriage Story. I've seen the trailer. I've heard of Cynthia Erivo. I've seen the trailer. I've heard of Zellweger. I've seen the trailer. We've heard from all these movies. We haven't heard from Bombshell, and so I think Bombshell needs to, you know, don't you don't have to release a trailer. Just let us know you're still breathing and. Um, kind of let us know you're still there. Oh, yeah, I agree 100%. And I, I I, just think that the role is perfect for this time frame. And I think that her name alone, obviously, in a very weak year, I think if it really came down to like an Aquafina versus a Theron, I think Theron would hands down get the nomination from the Academy. Uh, I, I agree. I think Aquafina's got... I think she has... She... Doing the farewell, I think she's really shown a more vulnerable side of her. But it is hard for, you know, films like this to get, um, to get, you know, first time nominations. My big thing is if the farewell starts doing well and gets screenplay noms, uh, supporting actress noms, best picture noms, I think Aquafina can sneak in for that fifth spot if it is getting noms across the board and Bombshell is not. Um, which, you know, as I said, I haven't heard anything from Bombshell. And right now I have the farewell nominated for four awards, um, potentially five. So that's why I've got Aquafina in my top five right Man, now. Man, it would be pretty crazy going into this year because, you know, Johansson's never been nominated. Erovia has obviously never been nominated either. So you have Johansson and Erovia never been nominated. Even in, And then if Aquafina gets nominated, that's another no. And then... Then you have the two winners in Zellweger and in uh, Lupita. You know what I mean? I, I feel like that's a that's a heavy, like like there's so many stories there in my opinion. You know what I mean? That that, that I think that I would love to yeah. just kind of wrap my head around. To be honest with you, I would be, you know, final touches on this in my opinion. But I would be beyond excited to see Erovia take this, and 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 run with it because I I just love that role. You know, I love oh. that film. Of the five or six that we've given, you know, we, we've said it a few times and we're not we're not trying to talk down on any of the actress performances of the year or anything like that. It just is a weak year for best actress performances. 
But of these six, and we're probably going to talk about a few more, of the ones we've given, phenomenal performances. All of them have been hands down great performances. I mean, you know, Lupita Nyong'o has given one of my favorite performances of the past few years. Yeah. And so, you know, once we narrow it down, there are four, maybe five that could end up winning it. It's just there's only about six or seven that I really feel could are in Oscar contention. I know we, we've got a couple of other ones that I know Alfrey Woodard is from Clemency. I don't even, to be honest with you, I don't even, we talked about this and it's awful to say on a movie podcast, but I really don't know a whole lot about Clemency. Um, so, Saro, Saoirse, Saoirse, Ron in for Little Women. Um, that's another film that we've talked about that's kind of um, out there as well. Those are the other two that I think that we both had down um, to talk about here. I don't have really a lot to add to those two. What do you got, Jacob? Roast me if I'm wrong, but Little Women will not be a good movie. Sorry, I just had to get that out. It it, it doesn't look good. I mean, it looks bad. And yeah, I mean, it doesn't look like a very good movie. And I'm and I'm, and I'm kind of because. I really feel like in my head I have these I have these six names here, because like I said, my first out is Aquafina, so I have these six. And to be honest with you, I wouldn't be surprised if she's in that fifth. I would be so happy with the five that you have locked in with there and out. I'd be so happy with those five. You know what I mean? Obviously, the one that I'm going to mention yeah. won't be nominated is Florence Poe for Midsummer, who I think Eve. One of the other better performances of the year, if not one of my favorites. I mean, she'd be below Arovia and Nyango. And um, right now, obviously, she would be third slotted in that because I haven't seen Johansson. I haven't seen Zellwinger. I haven't seen Theron. And obviously, I saw Aquafina. I would actually have her ahead of that one. But um, I would be very pleased with those five. Like, that would be, I would be very okay going into the Oscars. And to be honest with you, I think. Um, I don't know if Aquafina would have a chance at winning, but I really feel like Johansson, Arovia, Nyango, and Selwiger, I think that would be a four-women race for that top spot, which would be kind of eerily similar to last year because once Glenn Close won the Golden, Clo- Golden Globe and about every other award, she was a shoe-in, even though Lady Gaga was the under under uh, the wild card. And then obviously Olivia Coleman came out of nowhere and won the won the award, which I wasn't mad about because um, she was phenomenal in um, the favorite. Um, but yeah, I think that that would be a real. It would take a, and again, I hate to say it again, but like the weak category, but it would make it fun. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. By, by yeah, having, no, I, I agree. Because right now, obviously, in the best actor race, there's I think there's a lot of different guys that can win, like top to bottom. I think you have two or three guys that are sitting on the outside looking in at both of ours that performance-wise, they could sneak in and get in and knock some guys out. Like we're talking about DiCaprio, who gave one of the better performances that I've seen so far, in my opinion, um, that I've seen yet this year, um, could easily be on the outside looking in over the next couple of weeks. So it, it's kind of fun that you have eight, 10 guys deep in the best actor, best, best actress. I feel like, all right, so it's not as strong, but we have four, five very strong performances 
So who are we going to give it to type thing? You know what I mean? I think that mystery there would be a lot of fun to spin towards the best actress category. Yeah, no, I agree. Um, going back, uh, I love Saoirse Ronan. I love her work. Don't think Little Women's going to be good, which sucks because Little Women's got Saoirse Ronan, Florence Pugh. Um, oh, gosh, I can't remember her name. Uh, it's got Timothy Chalamet, which I know people don't like him. I loved him in Beautiful Boy. Um, I thought he was one of the biggest snubs last year for Beautiful Boy. Um yeah, that's fan, got, that, yeah, that was a fan, uh, that was a fantastic movie. It's a brilliant movie. The ki- you're talking about the King, right? No, I'm talking about uh, Beautiful Boy. No, I, never, no, you, I haven't seen the King. No, no, no. I was talking about. Wait, which one? That's the one they're, that they're talking about him being nominated for, though, right? No, he, he's in he's in Little Woman as well. That's what he. I was yeah. talking about the. I'm yeah, to, I, thought, I was talking about the cast of Little yeah, Woman. I know, but for some reason, whenever I pull up his IMDb, Little Woman wasn't on his thing. That's my fault. Completely Sorry, ignore I, I anything said, I, I just Ricky said. A, a gift um, or a picture, and I think he's. That's exactly what happened. Still laughing at it. <laughs> you are kind of right, but yes. So yeah, um, I love him too, and I thought he was great. Beautiful boy. Carry on, because I'm in La La Land. <laughs> um, but no, and uh, Emma Watson, and the the cast is great, but the movie just doesn't look there. Um, another one I have is Jodie Turner Smith for Queen and Slim. Um, I think Quinn and Slim is going to be this year's Widows. I don't think it will get any nominations, any major nominations at least. But I do think Jodie Turner-Smith could sneak in. Um, You know, Daniel Kaluuya, I love Daniel Kaluuya. I'm glad that he got a nomination for Get Out because he has been in some phenomenal roles and just not gotten any love over the past few years. So it's nice that he already has that nomination. Um, But I just think the actor case – or the actor case – the actor – list and all the other lists are so strong that um i don't think queen and slim will get much love other than potentially best actors for jody turner smith who if i'm not mistaken this is her first feature film and so um th- that is the only other one i have uh jody turner smith and then of course we talked about alfred woodard but it sucks because neither of us really know what clemency's about so yeah my my seven, kind of eight, um, like I said, all of them are supposedly giving great performances, but outside of that seven and eight, it's kind of hard to pick and choose where, where we are going to go with it. Yeah, Queen and Slim looks phenomenal. Like It looks like a Bonnie and Clyde style type movie. I'm really excited about that movie. Like really, really excited about that movie, but I agree 100%. Um, we covered it. I think we pretty much went in depth with the with the uh, females that we think are going to be in this best actress category. Um, I'm going to be really excited to see how some of these play on some of the other awards, like the Golden Globes and stuff like that. Because obviously, with the split of the categories um, at the Globes, you know what I mean, like the two different. Like, like if you were literally thinking about the Globes right now, do you think you can pull 10 performances that you could nominate? You know what I mean? Like, that's the kind of what I'm thinking in my head. I'm thinking if if we're looking at the Globes, the Globes are where I think Charlize Theron might get in for long shot. Because I can't think of – I honestly cannot think of five quote-unquote comedic performances unless they put the farewell in comedy, which isn't. Um, long shot. Put, she might even get nominated for long shot there. Yeah, 
or they put you know Scarlett Johansson for Marriage Story, which I don't I don't think Marriage Story is supposed to be a comedy, but I think it's supposed to be a comedy drama, whatever. Um, I can't think of five comedic or musical. I don't even Judy know of any musicals coming right? out Judy, this year. Would Judy technically be? It would be whatever they campaign it for. for so, sure. for instance, I, and I think they would. Year, I think they would campaign it for drama. Yeah, last year they that's what they did with Rami Malek is they campaigned it for drama, which I really think that's what hurt. Um, that's what kind of put the nail in the coffin on Bradley Cooper's uh, Bradley Cooper's case is when they nominated it for uh, the Golden Globe in drama and he beat Bradley Cooper out for drama. Um, I think if Bradley Cooper wins that, he's got more of a chance heading into Oscar season, but it would be whatever they nominate Judy for, and I think it would be drama over anything. Um, yeah, so then we're so, looking at five, like we'd have to, like you'd literally have to grasp for, for straws for five. I mean, Mindy Kaling might get, even get nominated for a Golden Globe for, for late uh, night. For late night. Late night. Yeah. yeah for Which late night. It was a phenomenal um, film, by the way, everybody. If you haven't seen that movie, please see that. Phenomenal film, but you know the best performance in it was uh, Emma Thompson in a supporting role. But it just, yeah, the the actress <laughs> list, and I, I hate to say it, but it's just it's hard. It's hard to go through this year. If you think that we said that, folks, this week for uh, when best actress, wait till in a couple weeks when we touch on best actress in a supporting role. Um, no, actually, there's a few more performances in there. I feel like there's. In the best supporting role, I think there's at least two or three locks on that one. But, um, folks, listen, thanks for tuning in to the first episode where we covered Best Actor. Uh, this episode, obviously, we covered Best Actress. Um, we haven't really talked about what we're going to talk about next week, so surprise you next week when we talk about it. Um, Jacob, where can everybody find you, your Twitter, your website? What do you got? Uh, I'm on Twitter at, at VP underscore movies. Um, and you can find me online at visualprofitmovies.com. I do have all of my 2020 Oscar predictions on there, and I do update them after uh, the show every week. So go find them on there. Go find my recent reviews. Uh, I just put up my review of Ad Astra, and um, yeah, that's where I'm at. Yeah, I've got to. I've got to do that too. I've got to put my. Uh, I've got to put my Oscar. Um... I've got to put my Oscar predictions on my side as well because I haven't done that yet. I've got my, like I told you, I went through and, and went through my entire list um, yesterday at the ball field. But uh, you can find my stuff at thesportscript.com where you can find my latest review on Ad Astra. Um, if you check out Jacob's, I'm sure after you read that one, you'll read mine and you'll totally agree with me. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm kidding. But um, I love I love Jacob's uh, reviews and I, I like sharing his work because he does great work. But um, you can also find my latest uh, review of Rambo, which was one of the best movies of the year. So whenever you go read that, you'll see how much I love that movie. Okay, and that is the end of the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> no, Rambo is a horrendous movie. I gave it like a half a star or something like that. And I think that was too generous. But um, And then somebody on Reddit called me out because I didn't like that movie. But um, head on over to Twitter at RickyValera underscore. Um, I tweet uh, way too much, and I'm sorry. But um, thank you so much. I'm I'm really enjoying this because Oscar seasons is our award season is one of my favorite things to talk about yearly. So adjusting rankings accordingly 
And going into next week, we will talk about something else. And then the following week, you'll get to hear us rant and rave or talk about how much we hate it, Marriage Story and the Joker. One of those two things. But um, until next time, uh, we'll talk to you guys soon. See you guys.